This past week, in between services, preaching on the parable of the minas, I was speaking to one of our elders, and he shared with me that the idea of the new heavens and new earth is mostly new to him. And I know why. It's because in the 70s, 80s, and 90s especially, evangelicalism focused on how Jesus is going to return, um, which focuses us on uh, that moment, um, if you're a if you view that in a certain way, that one single moment. But I was thinking this week about why the rest of us either are uncomfortable with or unaware of the new heavens and the new earth as a category. Welcome to Five More Minutes, a podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church designed to remind us to talk to our own soul about the good news of Jesus and his promises. The new heavens and new earth are one way of describing the end of human history as we know it, and the beginning of a different kind of human history, when heaven, which is a separate plane of existence, comes to earth. Revelation 21 is probably the most uh, famous of the passages describing this. When I was growing up, what we would hear about, especially in the song Amazing Grace, was heaven. And heaven is a wonderful, wonderful concept. It is a separate plane of existence where It is a paradise, but it is a soulful paradise, not a body paradise. And the new heavens and new earth are when heaven comes down with Jesus to earth. And there are all sorts of discussions about how that's going to happen, because the Bible uh, isn't totally clear how, although it's totally clear that it will happen. So the new heavens and new earth. In Isaiah chapter 60, I'm going to read portions of a couple of verses that describe it. It says, the wealth of the nations shall come to you, in verse 5, camels and gold and frankincense and flocks and rams. And moving on to verse 11, the Lord says through Isaiah, your gates shall be open continually, day and night they shall not be shut, that people may bring to you the wealth of the nations with their kings led in procession, for the nation and kingdom that will not serve you shall perish. And then skipping to verse 19, this is part of the reason we know he's talking about the new heavens and new earth. The Lord says through Isaiah, the sun shall be no more, your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give you light, but the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. And then the last verse of Isaiah chapter 60 reminds us what Jesus reminded us repeatedly, which is that this will happen when the Lord sees fit. He says, I am the Lord. In its time, I will hasten it. I think there are two reasons that we are not as conscious of the new heavens and the new earth as we are of heaven. One is theological. If you go to Mark chapter 13, or uh, Revelation, or Daniel, or 1 Thessalonians, or Isaiah, which are the principal texts that talk about them, Jesus or the apostle writing will often alternate between talking about signs of the end times, tribulations that all believers will experience in their life, heaven and the new heavens and new earth. So those are four different theological categories, which can get confusing, even for pastors. It's still worth it, I believe, to study and explore it, like Isaiah chapter 60. The other reason that we do not know as much about the new heavens and the new earth as we do about heaven is because we are tired. 
Romans 8 says that the entire creation is subject to decay. Men and women who are followers of Jesus become over time incredibly fatigued by sin and the presence of death and the brokenness of the world. And so, for our imagination and for our spiritual and mental and emotional energy and imagination to not only think about a separate plane of existence, and also that heaven and earth will eventually collide, is just too much sometimes. And that's why verses like, our citizenship is in heaven in Philippians 3, are a delight. Because sometimes we are too tired to imagine that there is more. And yet, there is more. We will not actually just sing Amazing Grace for 10,000 years. There is more. There is work to be done in heaven. There are nations that will serve us. It is our job, followers of Jesus, to judge the angels and the nations, 1 Corinthians 6. And so it is a category that is worth talking about, not only because Jesus references it in the parable of the Minas. He talks about giving his followers cities to manage. That's a metaphor, but it's a metaphor for work to be done in the new heavens and the new earth. Isaiah chapter 60 says the the nations of the earth will come to the new Jerusalem through through the ships of Tarshish to bring the wealth of the nations who will serve the new heavens and the new earth. It is a complex theological category that we have trouble with because complex theology is troubling, but also because we're tired. But nevertheless, it is an important theological category for us. I hope that you enjoyed five more minutes this week. I cannot believe I covered the new heavens and new earth in five minutes.